Welcome to the Foolish Adventure Show, where guru hype is banned, lifetime value of a customer is king, and the internet business has replaced the J-O-B as the path to financial success and personal freedom. Now, here's straight talk about making a living online with your host, Tim Conley. Hey everybody, it's Lane Amon and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Foolish Adventure Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Tim Conley. Tim Lee. Tim Lee. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> I think we got to leave that in, Tim Lee. How you doing, Tim? Yo, what's up, Lane? <laughs> I, think, uh, I think my brain hasn't kicked in today yet or the brain is not connected to the mouth yet, but uh, we'll rectify that with some caffeine here in a second. Anyway, We've got a great topic for for people at all stages of business, I think, today. Um, you and I had been reflecting on 2012 planning. Um, even if you're not a resolution maker, uh, it's natural at this time of year in the early stages of the year to start thinking what you want to accomplish the year, um, what you want to what you want to get out of life, either personally or professionally. And so you and I had started talking about what makes somebody an action taker versus someone who, who continues to make plans and resolutions and um, project ideas, but never really takes the steps forward to make those reality. Okay. So um, we decided that being both action takers, sometimes it's hard for us to get in the mindset of somebody who consumes information and does a lot of research and, and never gets to the point where they actually do get their business launched or their product launched or their website up. But we did come up with um, some ideas that we think are going to be very helpful for either people who want to motivate themselves to more action or to really finally make it happen this year. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think so. Okay, great. So, um, so we know being business owners and putting out information products that a lot of times people buy the products and never actually use them, which breaks our hearts, breaks our entrepreneurial hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, just to think like if Apple put out an iPhone and 95% of the people bought it, never turned it on, mm. you know, that, that would be sad, right? That, yep. that's, that's what happens with a lot of info products. Is that, it oh, oh, sorry, yeah, is that a lot of people who buy them just never, uh, don't even open them. And they, they just download them, uh, like in, especially the downloadable kind. They just download it onto their hard drive and they're like, yeah, I'm going to get to that. Then life just gets busy and they never they never touch it. So it, it's it's sad. Uh, but I also think uh, and I'm going to on a slight tangent here. A lot no, of the, a lot of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a lot of the internet marketers specifically market to that group of 95 percent people that are not going to use their product. You know, you'll, you'll see terms like, even if you're a complete beginner, you know, you can use this completely advanced system, right? <laughs> like Beginners don't use advanced systems. It's, uh, it doesn't work that way because you have to have foundational knowledge. You have to have foundational experiences before you jump to the, to the higher level things. But you'll see uh, people who will do that. Uh, one, one guy that I've you know, I, I'm a fan of his marketing skills, but I've really kind of gotten sick of the way he's been marketing, and that's Frank Kern. And I'm calling this out on here, I, which I, I never do. But he recently did a, a webinar where he was selling, I think it was like a $20,000 program. Mm. 
which included coaching with him and things like that. And he was really hammering uh, in this webinar. He was really hammering on that you could be a, a complete beginner and pay this uh, pay this twenty grand uh, to get his coaching. And I just think that that's reprehensible because there's very few beginners that could just jump right into such high level marketing and business building. And so I think a lot of marketers do. I think a part of that 95% that never use the product are people that were marketed to that shouldn't have been customers of that product in the first Mm. place. So that's kind of the first issue there is that if, if, um, someone isn't taking action on the products that they've purchased or the training that they've they've signed up for it could be because it's the wrong training it's just not where they are right now and it could be to because it's not isolated this is not isolated to um online marketing internet marketing either i mean the same thing is true in the fitness industry that's one in the diet industry i mean how many books on diets do people buy and then never do anything with it's the same kind of kind of issue and so that could be one thing if you are listening and you are one of these people who feels like i've invested so much in in entrepreneur skill sets and uh programs and Maybe take a look at what you have purchased and what you're what what's sitting on your shelf unused and figure out did you just buy the wrong thing at the wrong level? And uh, for instance, did you buy a course on um, on uh, email marketing and you don't even have a website up yet? Right. Um, it's not gonna it's not gonna help you if you're not at that stage in your in your journney yet. There, but, I I want to I want to jump in there. So on that idea of people who have bought multiple information products, if you've bought something on how to make money on Facebook, how to make money with email marketing, how to make money with AdSense sites, how to make money with you know whatever, like you know name, name a topic, you know how mm-hmm. to make money with pay per click, how to make money in the uh, CPC networks, you know uh, all uh, how to make money in affiliate marketing. If you own like multiple of these programs, that's part of the problem because it, it, you get into this paralysis analysis, right? Where you have this idea that I've got to know everything before I do anything. <laughs> and that's impossible. It, uh, you get into this paralysis analysis thing and you'll always be buying more products. You'll always be trying to accumulate more information so that you can feel comfortable with it. But what's going to happen is some marketer is going to come along and tell you that their version of their product is going to be the thing that's going to make you the money that you want. And so that shiny object will take you away from all those other ones sitting on your shelf or on your hard drive. It's going to take away all those things and you're going to go over there and you're going to buy that and you're still not going to take any action because you're still in this mode of, oh, I have to know everything before I do anything. Which is in this day and age, literally impossible. I mean, with all the information coming out and changing constantly, it's, we have to get very comfortable with making decisions and taking action with incomplete knowledge because it's just, there's no other way. You cannot know everything. You cannot have this perfect knowledge base to, to act upon. It just doesn't exist. Right. Right. So, so if you're if you're in that position, if you're in this position of having way too much information because you've purchased uh, information from all these different places, it may not be the product itself. It may not even be that the product's the wrong level for you. It may be that you've got a bunch of how to get started in affiliate marketing and how to get started in all these other types, 
and you're a beginner and you've got all these different things, but you, you aren't taking action on any one of them because mm-hmm. you're still doing that. The, the smartest thing to do is to set them aside and say, I'm just going to grab one of these and I'm just going to do the steps. Whether I make any money or not, I'm going to give myself permission to not make a fortune in 20 days, as it says on the cover of this product. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give myself permission to not accomplish that. Uh, what I'm going to give myself permission to do is to uh, say it's in affiliate marketing. I'm going to get up a site. I'm going to get one put up. I'm going to get some content in it. I'm going to find the products that I want to promote. And I'm going to put up an, an email opt-in. And that way I can start the the structure of it. You may never make a dime from that site. But what you will learn is the skills necessary to do the things. You'll, you'll have foundational stuff. Uh, like a, a personal story for me is a long time ago, I used to build cabinetry and furniture. And I, I went to my dad and my dad had his own shop and he was building all this stuff. And I love design. I love designing real things. I love things that people can use. And i like, hey, I want to learn how to do this. So I apprenticed with him. And one of the first things you have to learn to do is how to cut a board with a table saw, right? You, you don't all of a sudden start building these a, a complete kitchen without any of the skills necessary to do it. And it took me months and months before I could just sit down and make a cabinet or a piece of furniture by myself. And even then it was really rudimentary. I was just following procedure, like mm-hmm. do this, do that, do this, do that. And then you have a thing. It may not even be a very good looking thing, <laughs> but but it is a thing. And those skills, uh, then over time, you, you your skills get better and better. And then eventually you have stuff that you're like, wow, that's that's beautiful. That's, that is functional. That is doing what I set out for it to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I, oh, oh go ahead. I was going to interrupt because I think that's a great point that right there, what did you set out to do? Because I think when we get those products that say make $1,000 a day in 30 days, that's our, that becomes our goal. That becomes our idea of success. If we do anything less than that, we feel like we're a failure. So if we start out and day number one, we can't even get the website working yet. We've never done a web WordPress install. We already feel like a failure because we should, you know, we're $999 behind and it's only day one or whatever it might be. (laughs) But if you go into it with that mindset, I'm doing this just like you said, I'm going to pick one of these products. I'm going to see it through to completion. But my definition of success is not making $1,000 a day. My definition of success is just to implement this process so I can learn those skills. Like you said, my, def- my definition of success making this chair or this cabinet or this you know little jewelry box is not to create something that's going to be sold at Christie's auction house for a million dollars. It's to learn how to use the, the rotary saw or learn how to, you know, what grain of sandpaper do I use on this particular type of wood? That kind of thing. It's more about that beginning to end completion than beginning to end completion and $1,000 a day. Right, right. So, so in, yeah, in the online world, you have to have the foundational skills. And some people think that they can buy an info product because it says so in the marketing that you can buy it and you can skip the beginner level. I've met a couple of people like that, and I guess maybe that's why the myth persists 
I've mm. met I've met some people that just got started and were making you know five to ten thousand dollars a month like right after they got started. Mm. And I guess that continues the myth that this is that this is something that's going to happen for everyone. And it doesn't. It doesn't happen for everyone. Part of it's timing. Part of it is the skills that somebody already had. Part of it was their connections. Most of the people that I ever saw succeed really rapidly had large networks of people that wanted to work with them. That's so true. They had this big network that all pushed that person's product and all of a sudden, boom, they're they're hugely successful. If you don't have that, if you don't already have that network, if you don't have all already all the uh, a bunch of business skills and and all of a sudden you want to just skip the found, you know, the fundamentals of business, you just want to skip them and go right to the wealth doesn't happen. It never yeah. happens. It's kind of looking like at, um, for instance, Seth Godin this past year, he started the Domino Project and some um, ebook, became an ebook, pub- a book publisher, not just electronic books, but print books as well. And I think every title they released became a be- bestseller on Amazon. Now, would that happen if he hadn't already had hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people reading his blog? No, he came to book publishing with this audience from another market that was that was willing to act on what he was doing, even though he had no track record in book publishing. Yeah, uh, well, he, he does, but in the- uh, Oh, does in he? That, yeah. Well, that, I mean, he's an author, but he hadn't been a publisher before. Yeah, he did. That's how he got his start in business. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, d- a, just to erase uh, everything I just said. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but yeah, in, in a, but, but his audience didn't care mm. about him being a publisher. They just knew he put out great content. So if, if he put his name behind these other authors, it must be great content too, and we'll buy those books. Right, right. That was the point I wanted to make. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you for saving me there. <laughs> so this has kind of been leading up to the main content that we wanted to talk to about today, and the main topic was that we had identified three types of people and of course, you know, you might fall in one or more of these or not fall in one at all, but kind of three general types of people um, who tend to take action that aren't the type that sit on their boxes of products <laughs> that they've ordered from Amazon or downloaded from the internet, but actually make it happen. And uh, and do, are you ready to move into those? Or is yeah, there else yeah. I, I'm sitting here thinking, like, what could we make that title? Like, uh, uh, give me a, <laughs> give me a copy blogger type headline. The three types of action takers and how to how to become a, a super action taker in ten days or something, um, <laughs> or getting off your butts or something. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on that. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so just my observation of people, I thought that there's like these three general types of action takers. There's the kind that they've hit a brick wall and the life is at the bottom for them, whatever that bottom is. And they, they make a change. This could be for losing weight. This could be getting into business. This, this could be breaking an addiction. It could be anything. You know, people get to a certain point in their life and they can't take it anymore and they decide to change. Then we have a second type that it's just somebody who has taken a small bit of action and then they take another little bit of action and then another and then eventually it becomes a habit. And then the third type is the kind that just seems innately built for action taking. You know, we've we've met these people. I, I don't even understand them. Uh, you know, it's like they're always doing things and they seem to be so happy to have their day completely packed 
with things to do. And they may have been that way. As far as I can tell, all the people that I've met like that were like that when they were kids too. And I don't know the motivation behind it, but those are the three kinds. Like the people who hit a brick wall, those who just build up the action-taking skill set over time, and then those who seem innately born to take action. And um, I thought we could dive into each one of those a little bit and talk about, because there are ways you can move yourself into one of these groups. And for instance, the um, the first one, the hitting rock bottom or enough is enough. There are ways to um, hit rock bottom, <laughs> to hit rock bottom, you know, or to put your back against the wall. And one of those, not necessarily that we always recommend this, but is to quit your job. Um, if if you have to make it happen to be to feed your family, to keep your house, you're going to be strongly motivated to take action. And the the risk of taking action is going to seem a lot smaller compared to the risk of not taking action and, you know, um, going, I mean, just going bankrupt or losing it all or whatever, whatever the risk might be. So, um, so what do you think about that? Are there less stress, drastic ways to, to hit rock bottom or does it take something extreme like that, do you think? Well, I, I don't know, uh, just even from personal experience and the people that I've met, if you can truly force yourself into a back against the wall kind of situation. And I've been on air open saying I'm a jump in with both feet, don't look before you leap kind of person. <laughs> but I, I couldn't I couldn't say that, you know, somebody should quit their job if they haven't developed the skills necessary to re- replicate the income. If you don't have them, and and for me, I've always had the capacity to learn things very rapidly and on the fly. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I say, I'm going to go do this thing, especially after all these years now, if I say I'm going to accomplish something, I know I can accomplish it, even though I don't have any record in track record in that particular thing, I know I can do it because I've had a history of just doing things and figuring them out as I went along. But if you're not that kind of a person, if you're if you're a person who needs a methodology, mm-hmm. then you better have the skill set that makes up the methodology. If the method says do X and you don't have the skill set to do X, then you're probably not going to accomplish it. Mm. So you really need to know yourself. For me, yeah, no problem because I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to start doing things even though I know I'm completely screwing up as I'm doing it. <laughs> but but I, I work through it rapidly and that gets me the goal that I, that I want. Uh, so I was one of those rock bottom kind of people. I, I hated my life. I wasn't a drug addict or anything like that. My rock bottom was I was completely unhappy with having to work for someone else. Like mm. I just it drove me nuts i'm like why am i doing this like i i had i had this part-time job in my youth where i had to i had to make a form fill it out and then make a total of two more copies of it so i had three of them and then i had to file those three things in three different filing cabinets <laughs> and i'm like why why can't we just take the one and file it in the one spot. Or even better, <laughs> why don't we leave it on the computer and have it filed on the computer so we don't have these big rooms filled with cabinets in triplicate? <laughs> Those kind of things. Like when you you look at things around you and you're like, why? And you're not allowed to fix it. 
Mm-hmm. When you're not, uh, when you look around the world and you see problems, and the people in authority will not allow you to fix the problems, uh, that drove me nuts. So that mm-hmm. was, and I knew that I would never be happy if I couldn't be in a position where, if I didn't like something, I could fix it. Now, was there a defining moment or a final straw for you, or did something happen? Because, like with weight loss, you hear sometimes people like they went on the airplane and they couldn't fit in their seat. And that was the moment or um, just something happens that just sends you over the edge where I'm done with this. This would get into my, my perspective of people that I think uh, have positions that they're not capable of uh, doing <laughs> the, you know, the idiocy, idiocy of management Ah, uh, the Dilbert. Yeah, you know. Uh, Perspective, yes. Where, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the the law where you get the Peter uh, is it the Peter principle where you get you get promoted uh, to to the point to where you're incompetent. Yes. So, uh, you know, you you run into that, and and I've quit uh, j- different positions. Like I've worked for like three months and be like, no, I cannot work for this person because, because they're a complete moron, but because not because they are, but because they're in a position that they can't handle. And then on that is I've always really prized learning something mm. and, and developing my skills. I, I, I don't want to just do a job and collect a paycheck. I want to get better every day. Right. I want to change my environment. And a lot of times when you get a job, you have to conform to the environment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and entrepreneurs, we are optimists to the core. We, we look at the world and we go, we can change that. Mm-hmm. And we do. When you're in a job, most of the time, you're not allowed to change the environment. It's like, this is the environment we've created and you must work within it. And if you don't like it, go get a different job. Which harkens back to our conversation about linchpins. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so that my experience. And then what happened is I transitioned into one of those guys that it became a habit. So like now, if I want to accomplish something, I just sit down and do it. So do you think then that you cannot impose rock bottom or back against the wall on yourself? That's one of the categories that just kind of ha- takes an external event to to put you in. Oh, uh, an external event that coincides with your discontent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- those two things have to happen. You, you okay. have to. You actually have to hate the position that you're in. Mm. You know, if right. you, if you if something bad happens to you, but you like where you're at in life, well, yeah. then you're not going to change yeah. because well, you like where you're at in life, right? And there's right, nothing right. wrong with that. Whatever that is in your life, that's kind of where we want to be in life is happy with it. Mm-hmm. So if you're not discontent, then then something bad that happens. It, it won't trigger that rock bottom experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's why you see like drug addicts that they thought they were at rock bottom. They try to clean up and then they go right back to it. They yeah. they weren't actually there yet. Yeah. And, you know they had to go. They had to fall even deeper before before they finally hit that level where they were like, no, I'm going to stop hanging out with the people that are doing drugs. I'm going to completely clean up my life. And I oh, and that that kind of leads me into like, how do you become an action taker? If you're surrounded by people who are not action takers, mm-hmm. you're not going to be an action taker. Right. 
Because it's so much easier to conform to your environment than it is to change your environment. Right. And and so if, you're filled, if your life is filled with people who talk about how much they hate their job but will never do anything about it, <laughs> and you don't have any people in your life who can encourage you to take action, and you're just surrounded by those crabs in a bucket that pull you back down every time you try to climb out, then you, ne- you really need to find those people. Mm-hmm. And surround yourself with people who who will take action and will support you taking action. Mm-hmm. And that may be a paid group of, of comrades. You know, it's not if you're, you're lucky, you'll have some friends who are very um, motivated and, and you can cheer each other on. But I've found that oftentimes I have had to find a group of people through um, through a, a mastermind or some other kind of membership group where we're there at a cost at a financial cost and that kind of shows the commitment that I wasn't able to find those people in my everyday life right yeah people who are paying to be a part of something are going to be more dedicated to it right than something that's just a hobby you know they can come and go as they please Though you will find in even free communities, especially like the open source software communities, Mm -hmm. you've got people who go and do their job for like 60 hours a week programming. And then they come home and they jump (laughs) on the computer and they code. (laughs) <laughs> and and they talk to and then they spend the night like you know it's like midnight and they're still chatting with other people in their open source software community on the changes that they think could be made to this particular piece of code that would make <laughs> the whole thing better uh-huh. right you can find those people and if you want to really learn about a, a particular thing join a community of those people Sometimes it's a paid community, sometimes it's not. But find those people who who when they when they're doing something, their idea of fun is what you want to do for a living. Those are the people to be around because you know they they'll get you excited about the thing that you're doing, that you're right. wanting to learn and then they're going to be super happy to just shove tons of knowledge your way because they do it for fun and you're trying to absorb as much mm-hmm. of it as you possibly can. Right, right. So talking about that, we kind of transitioned over to the second group, the the group of people who who just took small steps consistently until it became a habit and until uh, they developed some a large base of successful um, steps behind them. And uh, and that's kind of what we're talking about now, I think, is is um, putting yourself in that group. Right. And I think that's the easiest one to be like, like the third one, it just seems like those, and it probably isn't just innate, but there's probably factors that created them. If you're an adult, then I don't think you can become an innate person, you know, right? (laughs) It's counter to its definition. Right. So you, uh, so you have a couple of different ways of becoming an action taker, hitting rock bottom and changing your life, which is probably a sucky way of going about it. (laughs) or you can start building on top of things learning skills like okay i i want to put up a website well what what should i do like okay i'll I'll go out and i'll get a shared hosting account for like five bucks a month and i'll find the instructions on wordpress on how to install the actual wordpress software onto my hosting i'm going to skip using fantastico deluxe because I want to go into actually learning that step 
on how to get a site online. Okay, so I learned how to do FTP. And you just start going through the little steps. And after you're done, like you could do this for someone else. Mm-hmm. Where, whereas if, you know, someone, if you just said, hey, could you put a website up for me? And they, they set up the hosting and then they use Fantastico Deluxe, which just is a one-click install of WordPress and then they turn it on for you. You, you haven't learned anything. Mm-hmm. And you should start if from that, like that simple aspect. What am I going to use this website for? I don't know. I don't care. You know, uh, it, it's, it's education. Right. So it's really breaking it down instead of looking at the whole picture of I want to be making $1,000 a day with an AdSense site or whatever it is. Break it down so much smaller than that into what's the first thing I need to learn to move towards that bigger goal. Maybe it's how do I buy a URL? Um, How do I get a hosting account? Find those specific steps. And what I've found in breaking things down like that is Every time you think you know what the next step is, usually there's three other steps in the middle that you still need to learn how to do. So um, so setting small steps and just working, chipping away at it can be really effective. It is, but no one does it. Mm, right? That's because we want that instant gratification. Right, right. We want, we want the end event and we want to skip the process. Mm. So process thinking leads to success. Event thinking leads to failure. Mm. So a lot of people think, oh, you know, I'm going to go make $1,000 a day. And that means to do this. uh, So let's pick AdSense sites. To make $1,000 a day with AdSense, you're probably going to have to have a few hundred AdSense sites. So they start thinking, I have to make $1,000 a day from this. And that means I have to have these hundreds of AdSense sites running. You know, they, they, they don't even know how to put up a site yet. And they're already focused on that event, which they immediately realize, I don't have, I can't do that. I can't yeah. do the 100 sites tomorrow. So I'm I'm just not going to do anything. Exactly. It's like that. I've already failed. You're right. They failed because they, they couldn't do that. Instead of just saying, I'm just going to start with the simplest thing. I'm going to build a site for no purpose other than learning how to build a site. Too many people, and I, I've gotten this question a lot, is, okay, so I, I need a domain name, and I so I need help picking my niche, and I need to figure out how to do all these, you know, they're, and they're so focused on getting all this stuff done mm-hmm. because they, they want to pick the perfect business. They want to pick the perfect thing right out of the gate because they're, they're still focused on the event. They're, they're focused on the end result and not on how to get to the end result and allowing themselves to have permission to fail to get to the end result. Mm. Do you think this, that thinking, that end result thinking is, is as prevalent in other areas as it is in the make money online niche? It seems like it's so much more hyped up um, and people actually think, oh, I can make a million dollars next month. I mean, they think, I don't know. It's it's like the Rumpelstiltskin thing. I can spin straw into gold. I, I, it just, it amazes me that so many people, intelligent people, believe that, that the, the hype, the lies. Well, that, that's the thing. Uh, all, all people believe things that aren't true. 
You know, we, yeah. we have a very strong capacity to believe in illusion. Mm-hmm. And especially if the illusion makes us feel better, at least in the short term. Because mm-hmm. as human beings, we're short-term thinking creatures. We, ha- right. we have the capacity to think long-term and to plan and accomplish long-term goals. Those, uh, the people who do that are the people who move society forward. Mm-hmm. The rest of us just kind of get the benefit of society because we're so focused on the short-term results. And I'm not saying this from like a holier-than-thou kind of approach. I, I'm one of those people. Like I, I want to get in shape. Okay, I would. I'm not in shape tomorrow. Okay, crap. That that I hate that. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> okay, I failed. But you know, I'm still willing to go to the gym every day. You know, I'm willing to just drag myself down there, even if it's for 10 minutes on the elliptical machine, mm-hmm. you know, just, just to be able to say, I've got to stay in that habit of doing little things mm-hmm. or I will let myself go, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just succumb to the world. And that, that's, that's the thing. You, you really have to be diligent about it and be able to think beyond that short-term thing. And when you do, when you think beyond short-term results, you stop believing in some of the illusion, Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, you don't do that. You you create a brand new illusion for yourself, <laughs> one one of a vision of a future that you're you're going towards. You know your mm-hmm. goal. That's what you're actually doing. You're trading one illusion for one of your own making. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So small steps, just taking repeated small, just chunk it down and do something every day consistently you know whether it's 15 minutes I'm going to spend 15 minutes on my lunch break every day working towards completing x task and that's kind of the smallest thing you can think of doing Um, that's what's really worked for me in a lot of cases is what's the smallest thing that I can do here to move this forward instead of looking at these huge chunks like oh I'll throw up 100 AdSense sites by next week right so. For me, I've always been out to try to find like what skill sets am I missing that are necessary to get where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And, and I sit down and learn those skills. Like with cabinet making, I, I didn't set out to make a whole house full of cabinetry. I set out to learn how to cut a board because I needed to know that skill first. Right. Right. I think we're saying the same things coming at it from different angles. And... I think if 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 you um, tend to be more, because what I see in a lot of people is a lot of fear, a lot of fear of failure, a lot of fear of I just don't know how to do this, um, a fear of of moving outside their comfort zone, and that's why I'm, when I'm working with people, I found that telling them to find the smallest thing they can do helps because it's like it doesn't raise the demons of <laughs> what are you doing? You can't do this, you know that negative. The, the self-defeating voices that I think a lot of people have. And not, um, not just the ones they have in their head, but the ones surrounding them. Exactly, exactly. So I think that's kind of the same, either either looking at it, just, just I think what it boils down to is, is making progress, setting small, small goals and making progress towards them. So Yeah, trying to break away from our, the cultural imperative that mistakes are bad. Yeah, that's you know. for sure. You know, that's we, for sure. yeah, we go through, we go through a bunch of education that says there's only one right answer and life is, does not have one right answer. No, 
No, especially these days, the the challenges and questions and problems we're dealing with are sometimes things that have never been dealt with before, and to get any kind of answer is is, is great. Let alone the one meaning of life forty two answer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So anything else we want to say on small steps? Oh, that people should start taking them. Yep. Uh, figure out figure out what your goal is. If you want to be making a living online, and I'm assuming that's why you're listening to this to this podcast, is that other than you and I are extremely entertaining for anybody to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't believe I don't I don't believe that at all. <laughs> I've never been accused of being entertaining. <laughs> So, um, so I think start to figure out what that goal is and start taking action. Start learning the skill sets. Don't worry about being perfect at a skill set. Don't worry about is that skill set that I'm learning right now driving me to my success? Like if I do this skill set, then all of a sudden I'm a success. It doesn't work that way. If you uh, some of the th- some of the skills that you need to know in how to build a business online is one how to turn your passion into a valuable product to a marketplace and there's a lot of smaller skills that go along with that learning about uh, copywriting learning about market market analysis uh, lots of things that make that total up but you don't have to know it all to get started you need to know how to build an email list and how to communicate to people on email. Well, you don't have to know all that to get started. You have to have a website to sell things from. Well, you start just by making a website. It doesn't have to be the one that's going to be your business. You just need to have the skills. I think the other thing to remember there, too, is that for many, many things, there's no extra points for perfection. If you, um, if it takes you a half an hour to get your website installed, or it takes you five minutes to get it installed, you're not going to, you don't get an award for doing it more quickly or more perfectly or, uh, you know, there's no brownie points, no gold stars. A lot of times it's just being able to do it versus do it perfectly, quote unquote. Yeah, I I think that comes to that cultural imperative of not making mistakes Mm -hmm. where, okay, I need to have this thing perfect because the very first person who ever lands on my site must see a perfect site. And that's that's not ever going to happen. They're Mm -hmm. never going to see a perfect site. If, the, if such thing existed, I mean, how do you define that? Yeah, it doesn't exist. So therefore, it can never, uh, never occur. So you can make something that's good and figure out ways of making it better. And the best way to make things better, especially in business, is to get feedback from the people who are going to be your customers. Mm-hmm. If they say, oh, uh, and, and the best way to determine whether or not they truly believe what they're telling you is whether or not they're handing you cash. <laughs> because if someone says, yeah, I would love to buy that, but they don't give you money, then they may not actually be telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. They may just be trying to make you feel better because we as humans like to do that for other humans. We try to say things that make them feel better. <laughs> but to find out if a customer, a prospect truly wants to be a customer, you ask them to pay for something. Right, And then you'll know whether or not you're giving value to a marketplace because people are exchanging something that they value, their money, for your product. Meaning they value your product more than they do that money at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And then that lets you know you're on the right track. Right. 
And then to go back to the idea of getting feedback from people, you can't get feedback from them until you have something to show them. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so that's a good thing to remember too. So, okay, let's talk about innately motivated people. And I have to say, I fall into group number three. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I have I, been that way since I was a young child. <laughs> I, I knew I didn't like you for some reason. <laughs> it's true. It just, yeah, it, um, I just, I'm a goal setter, a list maker. Um, I get huge, huge, huge personal satisfaction from planning something out and checking things off the list and just cranking it LA and just moving from A to B to C to D, getting it done. And and uh, it it's great because I do get a lot of things done. And where I think it can be problematic is that I'm so used to being able to move smoothly along those those paths that when I run into an obstacle, um, it can be very frustrating because if I run into something that I don't know how to do or like I said earlier, I discover, especially online, in my early days online, each thing I learned how to do led to three or 10 or 20 more things that I didn't know how to do. And that was very frustrating because it would it would mess up my carefully crafted sheets of <laughs> checklists. I, I'd have to make new checklists. That's not on my checklist. <laughs> I hadn't planned for this eventuality. <laughs> so can people become innately motivated? I mean, I think it is, you know, like you said, innate uh, kind of comes, comes with who you are, but uh, find one as a friend <laughs> or a business mentor. <laughs> We're good people to have around. <laughs> So just just surround yourself with action takers. And we talked about several episodes back about the difference between being effective and being efficient and doing the right things as opposed to just doing things. And I think people who are innately motivated easily fall into the trap of doing things for the sake of doing them and not necessarily taking that back step, that step back to look at what they're doing and making sure they're doing the right things. Because we can be so wrapped up in the doing that we forget to look at, hey, is this really the best way to get to my goal? So we need or, some of those. Or why uh, am I doing this? Yes, exactly. And am, am, am I enjoying the process? Or can I um, surmount those challenges and frustrations that I face when all of a sudden I can't get to the next step on my checklist because there's 14 other things I have to learn how to do? So A, a friend of mine told me about his roommate from college when they he was in Duke. And he said, my roommate was one of those guys that it, as a child, he knew what he wanted to be. He wanted to go into finance. He was he wanted to be an investment banker and he wanted to run his own investment firm. Strange for a child to think that. <laughs> but he he as a as a as a boy that was well, he wanted to do this. He he loved money, he loved manipulating it, he loved investing it, loved all that about it. And he wa- he knew what degree he was going to get. He knew where he'd go to his undergraduate. He knew where he was going to go to get his graduate work. He knew what wow. company he was going to go get hired for his initial work. And then by a certain time in his life, he would be a partner in an investment firm. And in his early 20s uh, or mid-20s, he became uh, a partner in an investment firm. And for a few years, he was like super happy. But then it was like, okay, but I forgot to plan the rest of it. <laughs> you know, he, he was still happy with where he was at, but he was like, I achieved everything that he had laid down as a plan in uh, from his teenage years. He had laid down this plan and he accomplished it all. 
Mm-hmm. And then it was like, now what? <laughs> right now, now what's my next big goal? What what am I going to achieve in life? Which is which is something we always face. Every human will face that. Once you've achieved a goal, well, then what do you, what do you do after that? Right. Uh, but so even people who are innate doers, like like that guy, you know, had a had a plan. He set it down and did everything on it. Even those people, when they get to the end of their goals. Then it's like, okay, now what's the next step? Right. And we, we will always do that with, with everything. So once you've said, oh, I'm going to hit $1,000 a day with my AdSense sites. And if you ever get to that point where you're doing that, well, then what? Yeah. You know, what are you going to do from that? Right. Uh, is, it, is it fulfilling you? You know, always ask the why of what you're doing and not just what you're, uh, how to do what you're doing. Yep. I think that's so critical. That's so critical. And uh, another drawback is that sometimes we make up our minds on things. People in that third category, um, we make up our minds and then just go whole hog towards it without ever pausing to reassess along the way. And then you end up at that end. I think we're the frustrated lawyers and doctors sometimes who, okay, fine. I decided when I was 12, I was going to be a doctor and here I am and I'm miserable. Right. And if you checked in along the way at, you know, in college and in med school, you could have saved yourself some time before investing all that time and then realizing you're someplace you didn't want to be. So. All right. Words of caution. <laughs> exactly. But but not not overly cautious because you still yeah. have to take action. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Don't be too cautious. I guess that's kind of our, our uh, that could be our title there. How to be successful in, in the new year. Don't be too cautious. <laughs> to think about that one. So we've got three types of people who tend to be action takers and some suggestions on how you can can be more of an action taker yourself if you are not currently one and are looking to make some changes. And uh, we sure hope you are. And uh, along the way, we hope you enjoy your foolish adventure. You've just listened to the Foolish Adventure Show with Tim Conley. To get more straight talk about making money online and building a successful internet business, go to foolishadventure.com. There, you can opt into the Freedom File newsletter. You'll also get access to the Foolish Guide to Launching Products video training module, over an hour and 20 minutes of business building knowledge that can generate tens of thousands of dollars for your new product. Enjoy your foolish adventure. I can't believe nobody's accused you of being entertaining. I think you're very entertaining. (laughs) I I think I'm informative. I, I think if I was a professor, uh, I would be, you know, one that people are like, oh, man, I've got to go sit in his lecture and take a ton of notes because he's going to reference some obscure book. And and he's obviously going to put that on the test. <laughs> and I'd probably be the one that everybody wanted to go to. But at the end of the class, they'd be like, what did we just learn? <laughs> You know, I, I would I would have the the one the one guy up front who was like a complete nerd and who's like, oh yeah, you know, and taking like tons of notes and and then like come to office hours and like and then and then everyone else is like, yeah, whatever, they're daydreaming and like, man. <laughs> Funny. So that, that's Funny. that's my audience. I know who they are. You know, I speak to that that one person. <laughs> the one nerd in the front row. <laughs> 
because that's that's my peeps right there. <laughs> Nerds need love too. <laughs> and you know, everyone else, if they get some value from it, that's great. Uh, other otherwise, you know, I'm I'm just trying to focus on that that one guy who was who was a dork like me who wanted to you know, make a change in their life and did. And then we'll go off and hopefully teach that to someone else. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You have a great day. Okay. You too. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.